from worlds beyond to right at the gaming table. These are All My Fantasy Children. To all my fantasy children, a very special solo episode of everyone's favorite tabletop inspired character creation, storytelling, and world building podcast. I am your host, as always, Jeff Stormer. Uh, our other host, my dear friend, my best friend in the world, Aaron Catano Saez, is out on vacation. Technically, at the time of the start of this recording, he has been back from vacation for like a couple hours, but. Uh, I figure I'll give him the day to have some vacation time, right? Like, if we should all, we should all afford ourselves some vacation time, I think. I think we, I think the world that we live in, the lives that we lead, we should all afford ourselves some additional time to not have to be on. And so, getting to do this solo episode is my, is my vacation gift to my best friend. Um, this is All My Fantasy Children. It is a tabletop-inspired character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast on the OneShot Podcast Network, where traditionally every week my best friend and I take a listener-submitted prompt and spin it into an original fantasy character. However, today it is just me creating a character on my own. Uh, I've got some games to play. We've got some questions to answer. I've got, uh, I am recording this episode live on the Discord, uh, the All My Fantasy Discord, uh, which you can find at bit.ly slash Discord. Um, there are some wonderful people in the chat hanging out with me. Uh, they will be contributing via text chat. If you have questions or, or things you want to throw to me, type them in the text chat. I will see them as I go and hop back in and out and hopefully we'll make something really cool that is special and unique and wonderful. Uh, but before we make something, I have an obligation to you. And that is something that like, even when I am alone, I have to contribute something. And that is, I have to share with the world something that I am really, really excited about. And you know what I'm really, really excited about this week? Uh, this will be going out sometime after Monday, which means, do you know what I'm really, really excited about? I'm really, really excited about personal achievement because do you know what Monday, October 26th, 2020 is? That is the five year anniversary of my making podcasts. I have been making shows for five years tomorrow. Like that is such an, a tremendous, exciting thing. Thing that I am just like I am over the moon at like having made a thing for five years. I've never like done a thing that long before. I mean, other than I guess you know my marriage, I and my last job, like nothing has come close to th- and like creating this and creating Party of One, which is which is five years tomorrow, and creating AMFC, which is I think four years as of July twenty sixth. Uh, it's been amazing. Like, it's been an amazing experience. So I am, I've recorded a very special episode of Party of One. Technically, at the time of this recording, I actually haven't recorded the AMFC yet. So if you're listening to this episode and you're a former, uh, Party of One guest, you should give me a 30 to 60 second audio clip, such as if you are my best friend listening in the chat right now and you have a minute to record 30 seconds of audio, you should go do that. Um... And in the, but like, it is, so it is this incredible thing that I'm so excited about. Um, and yeah, that's what's getting me excited this week. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give myself some special celebrations over the week. I haven't really decided what they are yet, but like, uh, it's gonna be pretty great. Like, it's gonna be a really great week. Also, Halloween is next Saturday, and I, I adore Halloween. I don't know what it's gonna look like yet, but like, I love Halloween, and so like, 
these are all things that I, I love. So I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling really, really excited. I have some great recordings scheduled in the coming week. That's what's getting me excited. And so with that, I think it's time that we make a character. Does, does everybody agree? Does everybody in the text chat agree that it's about time that maybe we make a cool thing based on a listener prompt? I'm getting some hell yeahs in the chat. I'm getting a let's fucking go. I'm getting some exciting things. Um, I'm pretty jazzed. Let's make a thing. So this week, our prompt comes from our Discord, bit.ly slash AMFC Discord in the prompt submission channel. It comes from our friend of the show, L, your local friend and crab, and the prompt is Cinderpine, the tree of self-determination. I am freaking jazzed. That is a really good prompt. This is cool. Hype prompt. I'm going to drop this prompt in the chat so that people can see it. Cinderpine, the tree of self-determination. Good prompt. Good prompt. So um, how we're going to make this is I have some games in front of me. You know I love my games. Um, part of the reason why I wanted to do this really specific prompt in this really specific solo episode, uh, to peel back the curtain a little bit, um, this is something I talked about a little bit on Twitter. I want to talk about this a little bit also because I wanted to really play around with some spindle wheel cards. It's just something that I was really excited about. You know, spindle wheel is on Kickstarter right now, and I really wanted to like uh, make a thing with it. Um, we record, sat, we recorded with Riley, who is the project manager for the spindle wheel Kickstarter, and it was a blast, but we got so into making our beloved cool skeleton friend that we didn't actually end up using the cards really. So I wanted to sit down with some actual spindle wheel based games and make some stuff. Um, and yeah, so I was really, really excited. Like, this is a thing that I'm excited to do. So I've pulled up some of my favorite, uh, like world building generation games that reuse spindle wheel cards. Spindle wheel cards are tarot-like storytelling cards with evocative prompts and arts and descriptions. Um, we are going to use bits and pieces of them, some titles, some artwork, some, uh, some, some card prompt text. Um, and I specifically have two games that I'm going to be flipping between. As we make this character, as we tell the story of the Tree of Determination. Um, I have the Spindle Wheel Microgames Collection by Sasha Renault. Um, that has in it some landscape building tools, some character building tools. We're gonna, I'm gonna flip some cards and build some spreads that will tell us that type of information. And then the, the, the game that we're gonna be using more prominently is, uh, called Surrounding Strangeness, a Spindle Wheel game by BJK and MCK White. Um, it is going, to, it is a game about creating a cryptid about creating the the legend of a cryptid the domain of a cryptid the uh the physicality of a cryptid about creating what a cryptid is and i am so hype about that that like i'm really excited to turn the tree of self-determination into a weird cryptid aaron has said in chat jersey devil and amfc when aaron whenever you can record next aaron find a prompt that is that is jersey devil-esque and we will make it happen all my spooky children next episode amfc um so yeah i am so excited to make this cryptid and i want to talk about something specific i want to do a little bit of authorial jeff peeling back the curtain a little bit um i'm using the word cryptid here partially because it's used in the game like uh surrounding strangers uses the phrase cryptid really specifically but um to get a little explicit and political with it um i'm going to be using the phrase cryptid because I have really strong feelings about, like, when and how the word monster is used, especially around fantasy and games. I want to 
and like as we talked about in a recent episode like i'm really specific i have really specific belief that like if we're talking about something in like monstrous terms it should be a person or an entity that is causing malicious intentional harm and it should also be something that we examine like the causes that have caused something to cause that harm so i don't know if the tree of self-determination is going to be causing harm yet so i'm using the phrase cryptid to simply emphasize that this is a thing that is magical and weird and legendary and like that that people might not know exists and then if it turns out that this is an evil tree um then i might slip i might switch and start calling it a monster but like we don't know that yet because we haven't gotten to know this monster yet so i'm gonna do that i'm gonna stick with cryptid for now but um for now we have this uh this tree of self-determination. Uh, excellent question from the chat. Um, Aaron has asked if it is a famous constellation or becomes one. I don't know yet. I will answer that question in time. Um, I'm, I'm going we'll, – we'll, I will come back to that question because I don't feel like I have enough information yet. I'm literally copying and pasting this. Uh, this is a fun dynamic, having the other host of the show in the text chat and just throwing things at me. Uh, I like it. I'm a fan of it. This is, this is fun. This is fun and different. Um, so here's how this is going to work. I have spindle wheel in front of me. Here's a little bit of why you should be hanging out with us in the AMFC Discord. This is, this is my AMFC Discord, uh, commercial. I'm going to be streaming a little bit of video because I have a spindle wheel deck in Tabletop Simulator. Thank you, Sasha Renault. Um, I'm going to get to like flip, I'm going to flip some cards and, uh, this audio, this video is exclusive to people in the discord because I'm not streaming it on Twitch or recording video or anything. So, uh, if you want to get in on future recordings like this and want to, uh, you know, want to get in on like exclusive video streams, you should join the discord at bit.ly slash AMFC discord. All right. So I've got tabletop simulator in front of me. I've got this deck of cards in front of me. I'm going to shuffle it, and everybody can see me shuffling cards. I've shuffled the deck. The first thing we're going to do is I'm going to lay out one, two, three, four, five, six. I'm going to lay out six cards face down, because the first card that we would flip in Surrounding Strangeness is the creature's domain, is where the creature lives, the physical space that the creature inhabits. However, what I want to throw out and I'm switching between games here because the first card that we flip in Surrounding Strangeness is the creature's domain. But in Spindle Wheel Microgames, there is a landscape generator where we can lay out local terrain. So I'm going to flip uh, – instead of flipping one card, I'm going to flip six of them. And we're going to flesh out like the region that we're in. We're going to flesh out this sort of area, this sort of region by flipping spindle wheel cards and describing uh, the the area among us. So I'm going to flip some cards. Our first two cards. This is sort of our center. This is our location. This is where we are theoretically standing. Um, we have witch, a sharp tongue, a cruel sense of humor, a bottomless bag of tricks. A tight-knit coven, a negotiated power, beholden only to you and yours. Crossed with the quiet knife, an impulse unsuppressed, an instant both decisive and incisive, or a threat unspoken, a debt collected, a trap laid. I am going to cross a quiet knife with witch, both sides of the witch. Obvious, like, this is a tree that is in, uh, I'm gonna say, like... I'm going to wait for this plane to fly overhead. 
the plane was Aaron. We've received confirmation from the chat that Aaron is in the plane shouting, shouting suggestions from overhead. Um, so I'm crossing a quiet knife, an impulse, or uh, a threat unspoken, a debt collected, a trap laid, with a cruel sense of humor, a bottomless bag of trips, um, a negotiated power. This is a single tree in like a massive, uh, perilously sharp and jagged and like deadly, uh, valley. That is like, uh, all steep drops and narrow, narrow walkways. And it is like to get to this tree, you know, the tree, the, 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 the path to the, to the tree, right? This valley is swampy. Like there is, there is quicksand that can swallow you up. There is, uh, there are crevasses, our old friend at AMFC, the crevasse. There are, there's like all sorts of things that will like, um, great, 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 great call out from the chat from Aaron, like the bottom, it is the bottom of a canyon and it is surrounded by traps, hazards, and you have to, like, to get to the power of this tree, you have to, uh, you have to navigate these sort of natural hazardous traps. Like, it is this, it is this, uh, Rocks and Normal Crocativity in the chat says it's like a beacon and the tree is exactly the beacon at the bottom of a canyon. Junie Twilight Mom says, uh, like dancing on a razor's edge. That is exactly right. It is, it is, uh, and to answer Richard Kreutz Landry's question, what keeps people from flying straight to it? You have to get to it. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's even in the air, uh, in the air, like the clouds are so frosty and cold that like, if you were to magically try to fly to it, you might freeze. Like, it is a dangerous place and an impossible place to get to. That is what is in the immediate area. That is where the canyon is. Now, to find out what is around the canyon, I have four more cards to flip. First off, I'm going to flip a card to find out what is to the north. Overgrowth, a resurgence of life, nature reclaiming abandoned places, interloping opportunists, greedy and jealous invaders. Oh, I do love... So this is... um. On the edge of this canyon, Aaron posted the most beautiful canyon photo, and I love this, like, the forest kind of bleeding into the canyon. Um, there is this, like, hyper-invasive, um, tangling, living vines, right? Like, um, that have, that, like, are, are all around, and they lead up to the tree, and, like, there, they do not pass the tree. Right, like the tree, and then behind it, it's just like waves and waves of tangling vines that are covered in thorns, and like they swallow people whole. Like they are deadly entangling vines, right? Like very uh, in 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 role playing game monster terms, this is there's like webs of assassin vines and things that like naturally will grab someone and that like will drag them into a cave to devour them. Like that is that is one of the many hazards that is facing this that faces you when you try to get to this tree to the east we have roman candle glory and glamour a dazzling display a garish firework shock and awe sound and fury a mask slipping to reveal fangs um to the east we have oh we have like um i'm gonna say like um like hot springs there are hot springs but they are for lack of a better way to put them um like hot springs of the dead is how I will describe them. Um, hot springs that burst forth, and they burst forth with, like, ley line energy and, and spirits and ghosts and, like, that sort of, like, 
um, that sort of it's it's this sort of necromantic hot spring, for lack of a better way to put it, where ghosts kind of like scream out of geysers and to like it is this um, it is this beautiful and terrifying thing. And I think that it is a, a like it itself has this sort of power. But like, again, like you could be drawn into these and pulled in and it is part of what makes it impossible to get to this tree. Now let's flip to the south. We have the Gilded Lily, fashioned and flourish, high court grandeur, a gift as sweet as it is absurd, or gutting a clock to wear its gears. Um, somebody in the chat had thrown out a suggestion that I want to go back to because it was very, very good. Um, ma, 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 ma. Where was it? Um, Rocks and Normal Crocativities had said that, that the vines had consumed uh, an abandoned city. And I think, like, this abandoned city is uh very like this very clockwork very like bronzish city i'm picturing a lot of bronze right like very kind of art deco architecture um i think it is abandoned because and i think like i think it is abandoned because i like the phrase in gutting a clock to wear its gears stolen relics this idea that like this this town or this city um Aaron says it was a mining community. Um, yeah, I do love that. I love that it was a, um, it was a, it was a, it was a city of engineers, shades of Atlantis, kind of shades of the myth of Atlantis, right? Of like, uh, they built things and they were, they were digging into this canyon. They were building things with what they found and they, they struck. They struck where they shouldn't, and they dug into the ghost geysers, and between the ghost geysers and the invasive uh, vines, this city was wiped out. Uh, Tommy Defiant Queer says, do capitalists get messed up by nature? Gotta love it. Exactly right. Like, this this thing, like, these people, these people struck where they shouldn't have, and they, 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 they refused to live in harmony with the world around them, and they were destroyed. They are not around anymore. Um, and I think the tree, in its own interesting way, the tree is the thing that keeps these vines from finishing the job, right? Like, the tree is, the tree, it holds these vines at bay, and the and the remnants of this abandoned bronze city stand, face, almost like facing this tree, right? Like, there's the tree, and then there's the city, and then on the other side, it's all vines, and it's all, like, overgrown living forest. Hell Yeah. Great quote from Aaron in the chat. Underwater veins are dangerous because they just might carry the rest, the energy of the restless fallen in fantasy. The vines are fueled by the envious dead bubbling towards the surface. Damn, that's really good. That's very, very good. Um, oh, Rocks and Normal is absolutely right. There does need to be a huge clock tower in the center of the city. There for sure is, right? Like there is, um, the clock tower is surrounded by organ pipes and the organs play out when each hour passes. And I think this continues, even though this continues, even as the city has become abandoned, right? Like the only thing is once an hour, it's, hmm, 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 organ pipes blow the steam from the strings. Yes, Aaron. Good call. Love that. Hi. Ha, oh, hell yeah. It's, it's dope. All right, let's find out what is to the west. <laughs> the sea. All right. Well, that was easy. That's an easy card. We can go with that. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you go and you find deep meaning. And sometimes you flip a card that says the sea. And you say, well, there's the sea. Um, 
Yeah, I think that this is our like coastal mountains, right? Like there are there are coast these are on the other side of these mountain cliffs is the endless ocean. Uh Defiant Queer exactly right. Cliffs overlooking the sea. I think that is a beautiful visual and that is where this tree is, right? Like and 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 you know, you can you can try to get to it by water, but we've already established like we've talked about like navigating the sea by water is terrifying and like navigating the sea is scary trying to navigate this city is scary because who knows who is still in there navigating these vines is scary navigating these ghost geysers are scary richard kreutz landry points out ghost runoff into the waves and that is an extremely cool thing that i we might revisit that and or we might just keep that detail that there is a section of the world in which ghosts are being dumped into the water haunted ocean who knows? Aaron, make a note of that. We'll revisit it. Um, <laughs> ghosts in the water, ghost pirates. Thank you, uh, Defiant Queer. I'm here for all of these things. Thank you all for making this really fun for me. Um, so yeah, that is where, that is the domain of the tree of self-preservation. We are going to find out, like, more about it, but, like, that is where this, like, amongst all of this, right, the ruins of this city, this endless, this, these, these growing, these living mosses and entangling vines and thorn bushes that, like, move and walk and ghosts and geysers and, like, ghosts walking this abandoned city and the crashing of the waves of the ocean, there sits a single beautiful golden-leafed tree like this single beautiful tree right like this beautiful beautiful tree right in the middle of all of this that is untouched and the water the grass around it is like crisp and clean and like it looks as though like it has a space that is carved out for it and it's wild because it's in the midst of like this city right like it's in the middle of a street there's this like grove like field clearing that seems to have burst forth from the ground surrounding this on one side it is um rocks and normalizing a perfect circle absolutely it's a perfect circle because that's weird that's weird magical cryptid shit um and it is this perfect little circle space in the middle of this city street and it is sitting a one single tree golden leafed forever in bloom horrendous vine monstrosity behind it city in front of it and that is the tree of self-determination that is that is cinder pine now we need to know more about what cinder pine is and to do that we are going to revisit surrounding strangeness i'm gonna lay out some cards so now it is time to get to know the act the, the world around this monster it is time to get to know spindle or cinder pine cinder pine cinder pine Cinder, cinder, we're, we're making cinder pine with spindle wheel. These terms are going to get confused today. <laughs> uh, these terms are going to get a little jumbled as we go. We'll, well, I'm going to try to stay on topic. Aaron has posited Sinbad pine. Yes. The answer to that question is yes. So I've laid out 12 spindle wheel cards. And with those cards, we will find out the world around Cinder Pine. We are going to create the world of mystery around this tree. The tree of self-determination. First off, what a baller name. And I'm so excited to kind of figure out what that name means. And to like work through how it relates to all of this. Because it's so cool. Aaron has given us the definition of the word cinder, a small piece of burntly, a small piece of partly burned coal or wood that has stopped giving off flames but has considerable manner in it. That's really good to keep in mind. It's really, really good to keep in mind that it is it is not burning, 
but has an incredible, incredible power in it. So this, and I like that visual because, okay, let me pitch something to the room. I said that like the, 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 the living forest, right? Like the invasive, the, um, I'm going to call it the forest of wrath because it was clearly, I think we've clearly created, I, I'm comfortable like stating as fact that this forest struck against the, against brass city and consumed brass city in an instant. Like I'm comfortable with that. However, we've also stated that the tree of self-determination is like the stopping point of the forest of wrath. It is the, it is the southernmost point of the forest of wrath. So as we build this, I'm going to keep that in mind that like perhaps the cinder in cinder pine is this living, wrathful, angry forest that sits behind it. Let's, let's sit with that. I don't, I'm going to hold on to that because I'm, I'm flipping some cards and we're going to tell some stories, but like that idea is a dope premise and I really want that to be like a canon thing. With that said, let's flip some cards. The first cards that we're going to flip are these cards to the right side of our cryptid. These are the, the above, the below, and the core. The above is the face of our cryptid, its minds, its arms, its influence, the senses it possesses, the the face that it yields, the power that it wields. The below is the legs, the tail, the bowel, the trail. Uh, the effect that it has on the environment, how it moves, what marks its passing. And the core is the body, the center of the form, the desires. What makes our cryptid whole? What keeps it from falling apart? What does it want? And does anything connect it to its domain? Let us flip the above, the face, the mind, the arms, the influence. Uh, what, like, what does it present as? What do people see it as? You know, like, what is the, what is, what does it look like? The fountain. Industrial, industrial fall off. Leaching ruin. The venom in a serpent's corpse. Or spring water trickling down rocks. Tide pools teeming with life. Oh, that's perfect. That first, that one is perfect. Spring water trickling down rocks. Tide pools teeming with life. If it is the... The crown on the Forest of Wrath, if it is the capstone on this mass, on this powerful living entity, right? Like if it is the, 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 the sword point of the Forest of Wrath or the crown of it or the capstone, like that is what it is perceived as, right? Because it is dead there right at the southernmost point, right? Where the forest has stopped. It is, it is seen as like the, as the, the the face of this forest, right? Like, it is the face of this forest that has consumed so much. The below, how does it affect its environment? How does it move? What marks its passing? Heat wave. The first spring thaw, thermal updraft, a warm embrace, dead air, oppressive heat, unrelenting drought. Oh, the idea that, like, I get this vibe of, like, a, I get this vibe of, like, a sudden rush of like warm air right like a southern imagine if you will like the dead of winter and then suddenly all of the warmth of spring and summer like floods the air and all of that like warm air and everything kind of starts to take on that like that waving you know where you can see heat everything takes on that waving quality and then suddenly this tree just bursts from the ground and like in an instant it feels like it is the hottest day of summer and it's it's not that it feels like it's burning. It's not that it feels it. I'm gonna I'm gonna say even more than anything, playing off of the playing off of like the first spring thaw, I think it feels humid. It is a burst of humidity, right? Like it is a burst of 
wet heat. Uh, Richard asks, do the vines in the north like the cold? I think everything likes this kind of, like, warm, wet heat. And I think that's why, like, its arrival is marked by suddenly, like, everything is sweaty and dripping and, like, wavering. And it's this energy of, like, you know, tropical, tropical wet heat, like, fills the air and then this tree bursts from the ground. And now we flip its core. What makes it whole? What keeps it from falling apart? What does it want? Rat King, abandoning a sipping, uh, sinking ship, amputating a necrotic ling, fruit left to rot on the vine, a deadline missed. So I like the title. Here's I like the title Rat King. And here's why. A, 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 a rat king, like as a as itself a cryptid, a rat king, which is itself a cryptid, is a bunch of rats that have become tangled together. And if this being right if the cinder pine is itself like uh, a cinder uh, a thing that no longer burns but uh contains all of this if all of the energy of the forest of wrath spun together and all of these like consciousnesses these consciousnesses formed together right like all of these trees and vines and plants came together and they swirled around each other and they created a single entity that was like a hive mind of all of them. That is the cinder pine. And now it merely sits. It, it, it sits because it no longer is needed. And it just, it just sits and it waits and it like, it holds. Uh, Aaron used the, typed out the phrase, all the wrath compresses like cold to diamond. And that is the cinder pine. And that is exactly right. Like it is all of these beings and they sit and they watch and they listen and they they hold and they listen and they they observe for where they might be needed again. That's dope as hell. I love that so much. That uh, is good shit. This is all good shit. Um, oh, that's so good. That's such good shit. Roxa, Roxa, normal activities as an eerie piece. Aaron says, despite the wrath in the wood, there is discernment in them. All of this is correct. All of this is good. Like, this is all true to the what the, the cinder pine, the tree of self-determination, is in this place. Now we're going to learn about the mundane, the commonplace aspect of our cryptid. It is a part of our world, however strange that might seem. What is usual about it? What does it remind us of? What anchors the cryptid to the mundane? And this is on our left side of our spread. I'm going to flip this card. Ferryman's Toll, a class divide, an unavoidable cost, a lock with a lost key, or a mysterious benefactor, a gold coin under a corpse's tongue. This is, this is a fruit tree. This is a fruit tree. This is a beautiful fruit tree. It's a, it's a, it, it's called a pine, right? It's called the cinder pine, but I think that name is a bit of a misnomer because it's probably closer to a... Somebody put in chat what your favorite fruit that grows on a tree is, and that will be the fruit that I use. The first response that comes through. A pomegranate. It is a pomegranate. No, pear. It is. It, it grows. Pear. Aaron is correct. Uh, pines can grow fruit in fantasy. Sure. It is a pine tree that grows a, a fruit that is a mixture of a pear and a pomegranate. Imagine a pomegranate that, like, the individual pomegranate seeds tasted kind of like, or like, were wet and juicy like a pear. That is the plant that grows on the pine tree that is the cinder pine. It sounds delicious. I'm all about it. The, 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 that, and it, it is just a, a very ordinary fruit tree, right? Like it looks, a li- it looks very, uh, it looks very ordinary. However, we know that it is not that. 
we know that it is unusual, and therefore we will flip the curious card, the strangeness at the heart of our cryptid, that which marks it as exceptional. A windfall, a fortune lost, a secret uncovered, a bullet dodged, beginner's luck, an old habit, a new scar. A fortune lost, a fortune lost, a fortune lost, a fortune lost. It ties into this idea of, to me, the phrase fortune lost, it ties in this idea of like the sinking ship, right? Like it is, I think like it has lost its, its, its purpose or it is, it, it, there's this, there's this, this sense of maybe, well, let me throw something because like, oh, this is a cryptid. And there's an important thing about cryptid that like, I haven't addressed here that I think this is a great opportunity for. What if we don't actually know what Brass City was? Because an important part of cryptid is that they are, is that they are, they are nothing, right? Or that, that not that they are nothing, but that they are unknown. They are literally like tall tales and legend. What if there are stories about what Brass City is, just like there are stories about what the Cinder Pine is? All we know is that there was an abandoned city and this tree, this living forest that, like, was once, like, pure and living and, like, consumed it. They don't really know. In the same way that, like, I mentioned Atlantis and, like, the idea that, like, we don't know what Atlantis was, right? Like, or, like, that it is a legendary thing. It is a, a thing. It is a, a, a fictional entity, or it is a, a an object of legend. This idea that like we don't really know, and like there are people that speculate, and I think that there are people that have feel pretty confident that it is it was some sort of engineering town that was destroyed by nature. There are some people that think that it was it was a mining town that like struck an accord with the tree, and that tree is the sign of peace. I, I Aaron Aaron has a great note that like. It is a myth about being a beacon of determination amidst a, con- a consuming force of anger, malice, and sadness. I love that. That idea that this is a, a, mi- a myth of, like, stand and, like, of coming together, coming together and focusing something, you know, something that is, like, damaging, something that is potentially harmful, like anger and wrath, and, and coming together with that and saying, like, this is... If we come together, we can focus and we can build something better with that. We can focus that anger and focus that that anger into something powerful and productive and creating this tree that is connected to the entire world. What if the tree itself, because it is the culmination of all of these things, windfall, right? Going back to the card, the word windfall is that it is everywhere. The idea of that rat king, the idea of those rat tails tied together is that it is everywhere this is not just a tree this is this is like this is every at least that is what is thought is that this tree is everywhere this tree could be anywhere anywhere could could the forest of wrath could appear anywhere at any time if it is called upon it that is the legend that is the tree of determination is standing tall and saying and saying people were hurt there was harm caused we stopped that harm and if that harm is caused again, self-determination, it's also a tree of vigilance. It is a tree of, of if harm is caused, this might happen. The, the, the cryptid myth of the cinder pine is one of, is one of determination. Like it's one of, it's one of, of, 
of of be kind, live in harmony with nature, treat each other with respect, because this was a place where that didn't happen, where people where where that didn't happen. This is a this is an ominous ghost story. This is an urban legend. This is a this is a this is a, a ghost story of like this place was consumed, and this tree sits and listens, and if it comes back, it will destroy again, and therefore we we respect it. Because we know what it's capable of. Aaron drops in the chat, The wind and organs of Brass City carry the seed of vigilance so that the cinder pine may ignite its fire in all of us. Hell yes. Good shit. That is the legend, that is the magical energy of the cinder pine, is that it is, is that it is this tree that we all look to when we say we respect this and we respect nature and we live in harmony with it because we know that nature is more powerful than we are. At the end of the day... You respect it because it could destroy you in a heartbeat. So now let's flip our next card. It's time to flip our conflict, the contradictions, the stories that clash, the beliefs that cannot coexist. What is in dispute about our cryptid? What doesn't make sense? So part, there are holes in our story and we are going to explore them. And they are the Empress, unrivaled sovereignty, a master tactician on and off the battlefield, consumed by the big picture. This tree can't be all of those things. This tree can't, like, are we to believe that this is, this tree is some sort of, like, elder god tree? That is so much to accept. And that is such a big, weird, heady idea. And, like, we just kind of accept, and, like, you know, there, like, some tree on the other side of the planet is some sort of elder god tree that will emerge and, like, consume us. Like, that is such a big, broad, weird idea. And that, I think, is sort of the, the contradiction. That is sort of the, 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 that is sort of the weird, uh, the questioning of it is like, this, this thing can't be that powerful. Uh, Aaron has said that, like, Brass City thought this, and that kind of led to their Atlantis sink, and I really like that. And I like this idea of, like, I like the idea that, like, the, the, the question of it is, I think the other thing is people question the, um, the magnanimity of it. People question the, um, the morality of it, or the, uh, intention of it. If you even if you assume this is true and this is this magical living forest that will come and consume, it is questioned whether or not like it is real or like it is questioned whether or not like it is a a conscious entity that is making value judgments and moral judgments and not just kind of an invasive species of plant, right? Like there's this idea that like if this card is all about doubt and the, the doubt here is tied to the idea that it is an empress, this there people will there, you know, it is a valid question to say, am I listening to a tree that makes a value judgment and decides whether or not I deserve to live or die? Like that is purely nonsense. That is absurd to me. And like, that is, that is, that is dope. Like that, that idea that like, it, it, it I love that idea that people are like, I don't understand this. Aaron has typed in that Brass City looked to an elder god instead of listening to each other and what they needed as a city. And yeah, and in doing so, they fell. They were consumed. And that's what happened to Brass City in a nutshell. All right, we have three more cards to flip. We're going to flip our past. Our cryptid story began somewhere. What is this? How did the story of our cryptid spread? Why were we fascinated by it? What local tales surrounded the cryptid? 
we have some strong ideas for this, but we also have the Black Book, Bribes Taken, Murders Bought, Secrets Recorded, An Open Secret, A Manifesto, A Damning Silence. An Open Secret. An Open Secret and A Damning Silence. One day, Brass City just went quiet. The mystery of what happened to, you know, shades of Pompeii, right? Like this idea that this great powerful city simply stopped existing, simply disappeared simply went quiet, that damning silence, the story of what happened and the lives of the people that were in that city. Uh, Rocks and Normal says lost letters from Brass City, and that's great. That's freaking good. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, Richard Kreutz Landry posits that street performers who play the hand organ carry with them a triny tree as a nod to the legend of Cinderpine, and that's just a great little world detail. This idea of this idea that like this city just disappeared just disappeared everyone in it just disappeared and now there's a forest there that was not there before wild like that's just that is the that is the origin of this is what happened to this city which brings us to our present what is the modern perception of the cryptid what images does it bring to mind how is it featured in pop culture like what is its what is its place in the world and we have (laughs) good oracle Oracle, Soothsayer, Bell Ringer, Wide-Eyed Prophet, Small Town Seer, Happy Medium Crafter of Household Miracles. Good. I'm going to put this on its side because it's both. It's both. It, it, Richard Kreutz Landry's thing is exactly good. It's this idea of, you know, the tree itself is a warning, right? Like you say, it is a common saying of like, of like, don't spit in the, don't spit in the face of the tree, right? It, it's, or it's like, don't chop the tree. Don't, don't pull, don't pull the leaves off a tree. If you're pulling leaves, that, there it is. There it is. We had to work through it. Pulling leaves. If you're pulling leaves, you are tempting fate. If you are pulling leaves, to pull leaves is a phrase that is used in fantasy, that is used, it's fairly common parlance. And that is a phrase to say, like, you are doing shit that you know is going to, is going to come back on you and it's going to come back bad. Right. Like if you if you are trying to tell someone to dissuade things, you're like, hey, man, I'm pretty sure you're pulling leaves on this one. Like, I'm pretty sure you're going like it's going to come back and it's going to bite you in the ass like you're pulling leaves. That is the phrase. That is the the legacy of this tree. Right. It is this idea. And it is it is seen to see a tree. Right. There's a lot of trees in art that like sit on themselves with these golden leaves. And that kind of represents consequences. It represents the tree as an art piece, right? Like as a, as a symbol comes to represent consequences, right? Like if you're drawing something, it might be, uh, it might be a, a, a corrupt politician in a painting and he might be, you know, uh, laughing and holding a, a, a bag of money that he has taken from, from people through ill gains. And he might be sitting with his ill gotten money. And he might have his wine and his cheese, but he is sitting under a tree of golden leaves. And you look at that and you go, ha it's going to come back and it's going to come back hard on this man. And like it is to, it is to send the symbol of like this person's corruption will not last. That is the symbol of the tree in art in fantasy. That is where the tree art comes from. Now we flip the future. Stories are mercurial. Cryptids are defined by their absence. Some legends grow stronger over time, others fade. Where does our story travel? What is it belief in it wrong? Are there misconceptions? Is it ever seen? We have Spitfire, Pluck and Moxie, Ace Pilot. Ah, oh, that's good. I really like that, and here's why. 
Uh, first off, Aaron says, on sites of calamity, a tree is planted, a reminder to future generations so that they may never repeat. That's super good. And it's this very specific pine tree, right? It's this very specific golden leaf pine that is the symbol of like, of like, something bad happened here, don't let it happen again. Um, Spitfire as a card, the people that go and see it, the stories that the people that go and see it are people that are willing to make the trek, I think, right? Like it is a, I think you, you come here, you come here to see the tree, right? Like you come here specifically and the only people that really make it are people that are willing to travel these incredibly dangerous conditions. And so like the leg, it, it holds a legacy. I think that like pulling leaves is specifically among uh, like adventurers or questing types or jacks and princes, uh, princesses, princettes, like jacks and princes use that phrase a lot because like it is people that are undergoing dangerous quests are people who like travel through, who travel through uh, the conditions to make it here. That is who the story reaches is like people who are about to do something dangerous. Um, which brings us to our final three cards. Uh, first off, we have evidence. What do we point to when asked? Why do you believe? Is there anything to point to at all? We have Volcano. <laughs> it's a good card draw. I'm going to go quiet for a minute because this is a really good card draw. A dormant goddess, a cooling island lush with sprouts, a season of peace, thunder and fire, a column of ash, lava black and crackling red. I I kind of like, I really like that, y'all. That's a really good card draw because like what we point to is Brass City. Like we point to this giant living forest. This is a cryptid that we can point to and be like, that's there. Look at all of this. This is here. Like we can't ignore this. Like you can't be like, well, no one's ever seen the, ever seen the tree. It's like, no, it's there. We have pretty quantifiable evidence that it's there. It's there and we see it. What it means and the truth of its, like, presence, its its life, its powers, its capabilities, all that stuff can be questioned. But, like, evidence, there's a, there's a half a city that we can point to and say, there it is. Our next card, our rumor. These are the, the ridiculous superstitions that are caused by this. Tapestry loom, the mainstay, the cornerstone, the common thread, and a complicated plan – or a factory line, a cathedral in progress, a masterpiece of a generation. Hmm. This one's tough. I want to stick with it though. The common thread of a complicated it 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 goes back to it goes back to this idea. I think I got it. I think I have one. I think it goes back to the superstition associated with this. I think that or the conspiracy theory or the wild conjectures that are tied to this are We've established a lot of them already, but the one that I want to point to is the common thread in a complicated plan. There are people that speculate. There is this um this this trend. It's a, it's a very common legend. It's a very common like urban legend, tall tale, where somebody like tying into that idea that it's tied in pop culture to consequences. It's a huge pop culture conspiracy theory riff. That before X, before historically significant moment X, a tree was spotted that looked exactly like the uh, like the cinder pine. There are legends that before the Battle of Iron Hill, 
Arthur looked out over a tower over over Iron Hill and saw this and saw this yellow tree. Like people have speculated that and there's no proof of it. Aaron has said yes, people see them as omens of catastrophe. Like it is it is said, you know, you see it a lot of in in the Iron Hill pageant which we have not revisited. There's a long sequence where Arthur uh there's like a 5 to 10 minute monologue where Arthur delivers to a tree. Um, of like, of like, oh no, the tree is here and I've been seen with by the tree. Uh, like, it's, it's real hammy and the, the symbolism is ham handed and ham fisted, but it's there. But like, it's this idea that you see these things, right? Like people love to, people love to speculate that like the tree is there for all of these historical events. And it probably isn't. But, like, um, Rocks Normal says, uh, people make fake leaves to try and prove this. Yeah, like, people will be like, I found this leaf. I found this golden leaf right before, uh, right before, you know, a meteor landed in my backyard. And it's this idea of, it's like, um, oh, I saw a leaf. Like, it was huge. And it's like, you, you saw a leaf. Like, it's the middle of autumn. Like, but, like, that, 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 that omen is very present. And now we come to what is probably my most exciting card. And that is the, the origin, the first instance, the original sighting. Here is the truth. Um, I'm going to read exactly what the game says about the truth. Once all other cards have been flipped and interpreted, once you feel like you have a grasp of what the cryptid might be, might have been, might become, flip over the truth. Maybe the truth reaffirms what we already believe. Maybe it changes everything. Maybe it subverts. Maybe it, uh, maybe it destroys. This is, this is the truth. That all of what we have said is, con- is, is cryptid conjecture. This card, everything that we've said so far is cryptid conjecture. All of this is, is what the scholars talk about when they talk about Cinderpine. What the card that I'm about to flip is going to tell us a true thing. And it's going to tell us which of those things were true and which were false. Poppy Flute. Take command of your audience with a kind word and a catchy tune. A few discordant notes sour the ear to the symphony. I'm going to keep this one upright. Take command of your audience with a kind word and a catchy tune. Because what what stands out to me is important. And I think no one in the world probably knows this. But I think I think the tree is actually a tree of peace. A peace that requires self-determination. The tree is a, it is it is one of vigilance, it is one of focus, but it is also one of a steady hand. Uh, focus is a strong thing. I like, I like the phrase vigilance and I like the idea of focus. This forest of wrath could have consumed, could have continued to consume. All of these, all of these forests, all of these trees, all of these plants, all of these spirits, all of these wandering ghosts, all of the, the sea creatures, all of these things could have continued to fight. But instead, they came together and they stood. They didn't continue to march. They didn't, they didn't fight. They stood. They stood, they stood tall. And they stood unignorable, and they stood, and they continue to stand. And that determination is saying, like, we are going to to act. We are not afraid to act. We have acted before. If we must act, if we must fight, we will fight. If we must act, we will act. But we will also simply stand and watch and listen and pay attention. And it is it is as much a spirit of, like, we stand together. It is a spirit of standing together and the determination that it takes to to ensure that every tree in that forest feels heard and seen and that their needs are met and that they stand against people that would harm them 
And that is the self-determination of saying, like, we will not allow the forest, the geysers, the sea to be destroyed. And yet it is um, some great comments in the chat. I'm just going to read them off. Aaron has said, the trees stand against calamity by creating a life, a tree. In the face of wrath, you stand proud and strong. Exactly. Um, and Rocks and Normal says, the tree is not a singular entity, a collective of determination. It is a presence. It is all of these things have come together to create one thing. And it stands, and it reminds, and it it watches, and if it needs to act, it will act. And that is Cinderpine, the tree of determination. Good! We did it, gang. We got there. Hoo boy! That was fun. I'm so excited. I'm jazzed up. That ruled, that ruled, that ruled! That was good shit! Another one in the bag, baby! The donut, the donut has been made. Oh, thank you so much to Discord user L, your local friend and crab, for your wonderful prompt. If you would like to submit a prompt, there's a few ways you can do that. You can tweet at us at AMFC underscore podcast using the hashtag fantasy children. You can post them to our Discord page at discord.com slash all my fantasy children. You can uh, email them to us at allmyfantasychildren at gmail.com. I just spent a good chunk of time cleaning up our email. So all of your prompts from, from email are front and center. We've got them. Uh, or you can go to bit.ly slash AMSC Discord and post them in the prompt submission channel. Uh, All My Fantasy Children is part of the One Shot Podcast Network. Uh, there's a bunch of great shows on there like uh, Modifier and Asians Represent and um, and One Shot and Campaign. A bunch of wonderful, wonderful shows and streams. It's pretty great. It's a network that I really, really love. You can find out more information about at uh, – you can find more information at OneShotPodcast.com. I host another podcast called Party of One that celebrates its fifth year anniversary tomorrow, Monday, October 26, 2020. Party of One is an actual play podcast focused on two-player role-playing experiences. Every week I sit down with a friend. We play a two-player game. We share some wonderful laughs. We share a few tears. We have some really great font time. I have not forgotten Courier's Call. How dare you? Because Aaron has another podcast called Skyjack's Courier's Call, which is an all-ages fantasy story set in the world of Skyjack's in which a bunch of teens deliver the mail and go on wonderful adventures. You can find Skyjack's Courier's Call at OneShotPodcast.com. I did not forget it. I simply give it its own shout-out. Verbal hug. Um, don't be afraid to act. You know, um, be vigilant, be determined, right? Like it's, things are tough, but like stand, stand tall and proud and be unignorable. And if the time comes to enact wrath, enact wrath, but like be, be, be proud and determined in the face of those that would do you harm, because there are times where that is important and there are times where that is necessary and I cannot emphasize enough the importance of simply standing tall and saying, I am not moving from this spot. That is perhaps not a warm and fuzzy message, but is an important message. A warm and fuzzy message is take some time. This episode, Aaron's been on vacation. Aaron's been on vacation since at least after our last episode with Riley. And like, I, I'm so happy for him to have that vacation time. Cause I don't know if y'all know how hard Aaron works on this fucking show every single week. Uh, and I hope it's obvious how, like, obvious. I think, I think it is because I see it and I deeply appreciate it. And I hope it's obvious how much I love and appreciate this show and what Aaron does with it. But, like, like, Aaron so deserved some time where he didn't work on this thing and just got to go, like, wander nature for a week or two. And, like, I'm happy that he got that. Um, yeah. And so, like, 
take some vacation time. Even if you're, even if you're working from home, even if you're not, you know, doing a lot of stuff, give yourself time to literally stop doing things because that is such a recharging, empowering experience that I cannot recommend enough. A verbal hug from Aaron in the chat. Be the tree of determination for others. Be a symbol of courage and life in the face of wrath and fear. If you can stand, stand strong. If you can spread that message to others on the wind, then do it. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. And I think, I think, I think, I think that that is all that we do on this show. And so, with that said, until next time, good night and good game.